Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Uh, that's a good thing. The 0-1 pitch swung on, line drive into center field. That's it well. Going back on it and looking up is De La Cruz, and that ball is gone. A two-run shot for JT Real Muto, and the Phils are on the board. They lead it 2 to nothing. And the pitch swung on, and that one is hit well. Deep down the right field line, and that ball is gone. Didi Gregorius, his first home run of the season. It's a two-run shot, and the Phils now lead it nine to nothing. And it would end up ten to nothing as the Phils beat down the Marlins yesterday. Good morning, everybody. It is Sunday morning. I'm Glenn Mack now. Joined by my friend Rob Ellis. Morning, Robbie E. What's up, Glenn? How we doing? Uh, we're doing great. And uh, the Phillies uh, had a great one yesterday. Uh, they they win the uh, second one against the Marlins. They get to forty eight and forty three with today's game being the last one before the All Star break. Half game behind the Cards for that third and final uh, playoff spot. Aaron Nola against that lefty Trevor Rogers today. You feeling good about that one? I do. The Phillies beat him up the last time they went against them. He, yeah, he, he didn't get out of the third inning or the fourth yeah. inning. So yeah, I feel really good. And you win this, Glenn. You're five and four on this road trip. And uh, always you will take something like that on the road trip. So yesterday's game, Rob, was everything they needed to happen. They got they got a big game for Ranger Suarez, five scoreless coming off the uh, injured list uh, with back spasms. And Rob, he's been inconsistent. Um, you know, his command has not been very good, so it was really nice to see that yesterday. Uh, no question. He was he looked like 2021 Ranger Suarez. Yep. Yesterday. And you got uh, you got the the homer from Castellanos, who you're hoping is going to kind of get into a groove. You got the first homer of the year from Gregorius, as you heard Greg Murphy call there. And you got a big game from Real Muto. Actually, let me ask you a question that uh, yesterday I discussed with Ricky Ricardo. How quickly, if at all, but I, uh, well, I don't want to presume your answer, will the fans forgive those who are angry, JT Real Muto, for not accompanying the team to Toronto because he wouldn't get vaccinated. He needed, and, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry yeah. and the things he said that kind of made it worse. Yeah, he didn't help himself. I, I would say, Glenn, he probably needs about a week or two post-All-Star break of playing well and the team playing well for it to be completely washed away. But you know you know, winning cures a lot of ills. So I, I think he's on the road to getting back there, but people are still angry at him. He said yesterday after the game that the time off helped him. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Let me give you that. It's not often, if ever, that you get three days off in the middle of a season without being injured. My body feels better than if I had played those three days. Yeah, good for you. I, you know, that, that doesn't help, okay? <laughs> You're not helping your case, JT. Just, hey, look, I'm back. I'm trying to do everything I can since I missed some time to help my teammates. He could use some help in the PR department, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He doesn't help himself. No, he does not. Uh, Rob, it's been 11 years since they made the playoffs. 11 years. Hopefully, uh, presumably, you got Bryce Harper coming back in August. I guess mm-hmm. is that the schedule? Right? Yeah, I think I think mid August is probably fair somewhere right. around there. Segura is getting close, right? He's getting close. Eflin, I don't know, I don't know. what you're going to get out of Eflin. So they are where we just said the trade deadline is 16 days away. Rob Ellis, what do they need to do? I, I would still get a starter, Glenn. I know people are going to are. Huh. Autom- automatically going to go to you need bat help and i'm not saying the offense is complete by any stretch but i don't here's the thing you just brought up the biggest reason why i want a starter i don't trust eflin in that knee okay and and good good for kyle gibson he's rebounded really nicely the last two games but do i really trust him and the thing is i know people will say well once you get to the playoffs you tighten up the rotation i hey, need to, Rob, i need to get to the playoffs once you get to the playoffs you tighten up the rotation <laughs> Good setup there. Uh, here's the thing: you got to get to the playoffs, okay? We've seen them collapse what the last four years, whatever it's been in September. So I need somebody dependable once I get past Wheeler and Nola. And right now, it's very much up in the air. Yes, good for Suarez; he was great yesterday, and hopefully, he looks like 2021 Suarez. But do I? Can I rely on that? No. Can I rely on Eflin? No. Can I rely on Gibson? No. Get me a starter. Two names that are being thrown out there among starters is Frankie Montes from Oakland, uh, Luis Castillo from Cincinnati, pricey Yes. in terms of what you're going to end up paying for prospects. By the way, we're going to have Matt Gelb from The Athletic on at noon, and we'll talk uh, a lot about uh, trade potential for the Phillies there. Listen, I'm not going to argue with you because if they got another starter, I would certainly be delighted. I have a different priority for what I need most, and it's neither a pitcher nor, as you laid it out, really offense. I think their biggest trade need is a center fielder. Mm. Um, they've had five guys play center field so far this year. Odubel Herrera, Mickey Moniak, and, and boy. <laughs> can you just we, stop right there? <laughs> yeah, can, we, can we? That poor kid. He can't know, hit. I, I mean, we. No. He, he's, he seems like a super nice guy, and he's a major league fielder. He can't hit, Glenn. He so can't hit. And at this point, I don't know that he's ever going to get it, no. right? I mean, he's been up and down. Was he 23 now? Let, stop me if you've heard this before. Let's get him down to the minors, get him more reps. How no. many times have we heard that with Mickey Moniak? No, I know. I just don't think it's going to happen, I which don't is either. a shame. I think he's a bust. Uh, Odubler, Mickey Moniak, uh, Matt Veerling. If you remember, Roman Quinn had whatever 50, 60 at-bats out there. And uh, I will throw in the one game of Orlando Mercado because uh, <laughs> I, I need to. I don't think he even remembers the game that he played here. They've had three – those five guys combined who played center field. This is not all at center field, but those five guys had combined 396 at-bats for this team. They're hitting 213 with 33 RBIs. It's, it's a black hole, and the defense is terrible, mm-hmm. right? Um, Veerling's okay. Yeah, Veerling's fine. He's Veerling's okay. fine in general, and he's a really good fourth or fifth outfielder. Okay, great. Yeah. They have not had a center fielder since Shane Victorino. Right. Okay. I'm on with Ricky Ricardo yesterday, and we're kicking around names, and, and I'll give him credit because he had the one that I think works. Michael Taylor of the Royals. You remember Michael Taylor? Former Philly. The Nationals. He was with the Phillies? He was here, yeah. When was Michael Taylor here? Uh, really? I mean, yeah, I'll, okay. pull, I'll pull it up. 
was, was did not seem to be a brilliant career that I recall. Anyway, he, I remember him with the Nats and uh, terrific defensive yeah. center fielder. He's got some speed. He, nah, he's not gonna he was in the Philly system. I don't think he played. Okay, okay. Yeah. He's not going to hit more than 10 home runs a year, yeah. but he's, you know, you bat him eighth or ninth. Better than these other guys batting eighth or ninth. And he can field. He's the guy that I would take. Yeah, and he's not, you know, age-wise, he, I think he's 31. I mean, what, he's fine, you know, for, mm-hmm. for that perspective. Um, yeah, and he's actually, he's having a decent year for, you know, a not great team. He's, he's fine. I mean, he's an upgrade. Let me put it to you that way. And, he, and he, he probably, at this point, isn't costing you a whole heck of a lot. So, yeah, he's yeah. an option for sure. It, right. It's, this is not a trade deadline move that's going to set the world on fire. This oh, is not sure. Listen. Brian Reynolds from Pittsburgh, right? It would be a guy I would love to get. I think he's a real young talent. Yeah. They can't afford to get Brian no, Reynolds. No, he's going to cost Pittsburgh. you a ton. And yeah. he's okay. a legit center fielder, so it, you could use him big time, but not yep. any have it. That's what I want to do. So uh, we talk about that. We'll certainly take your calls on any of this. 215-592-9494. A lot of good topics we're going to throw out there today. As we said, Matt Gelb's going to join us at noon. We have a great Scheib Sports moment uh, in Philadelphia history at 11. <laughs> And we'll bring up a controversial name from our past. Mm. Uh, and we have a giveaway today, $50 gift card to the best caller. This is from Shibe Sports, where there's a story in every stitch. Check out their throwback apparel at their Center City location or visit ShibeSports.com. As always, the best caller is judged by none other than Moshe Kravitz and uh, Moshe's... Uh, Moshe. A lot of pressure on Moshe. Yeah, well, he can handle it. Moshe's, Moshe's a tough grader, okay. let's put it that way. So one other thing I want to bring up early, and um, there was a lot of buzz about it this week, and I know a lot of our cohorts got upset about this. I honestly don't know how you're going to feel about this. So I'm going to throw this up. J.J. Redick, uh, former Sixer, broadcaster for ESPN. By the way, Rob, I think he's a terrific broadcaster. He needs to be their number two team as the color analyst behind Breen and uh, Van Gundy and Mark Jackson. He's phenomenal. Uh, he's he's really good, and I think he's got a future doing a lot of things. Anyway, they're doing the broadcast, and the topic of Philadelphia, the fans, the town, and uh, what we do came up. And here's what JJ Redick had to say. Quite a, quite a few. You know, I always think to myself, if I if if I had won a, a championship, if our group had done that together, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, Jimmy Tobias, we had accomplished that. We would just—we would never pay for a meal in Philly ever again. <laughs> We'd be goaded in Philly. It'd be a good feeling. It is one of the greatest sports towns in America. It, I, it is the greatest sports town in oh, America. Oh, you're going to put it up there. It, despite the fact that, uh, you know, they boo you, um, the, the sports radio talk shows are delusional. Despite all of that, it's the greatest sports town in America. You- <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, there's a lot to unpack there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go first. All right. Uh, I think he nailed it. I think he's right on. I think we can be, and I mean us too, hosts, not just callers. We can be delusional at times, but that's what fans are. Glenn, there's a very precarious fine line that's walked, straddled, if you will, between passion and delusion. And fandom, it, by its nature, crosses that line from time to time. I think we are that way. I think we do go over the top with things sometimes because we care so much that, you know, the worst thing you can be is apathetic. We're, that's, we're anything but. We're the opposite. So I do do think we cross it sometimes. But I love the fact that he also realizes, you know what, in the same breath, as crazy as they can be, they're the best out there because they care more than any other fan base on the planet. So I think he abs- I take no offense and love it, as a matter of fact. I'm um, delighted to hear that because I... 
I, I pretty much agree. Um, I am not insulted by this. Look, we get way too excited when things are good. I have, I have carried the flag for various bandwagons over the years, and we get way too downcast when things are bad. I, I will tell you that by the end of last September, I would have bet that Nick Sirianni, you know, wasn't going to finish out the season. I, that, that's kind of, that's what we do. Um, and it's for a few reasons. When you do this job, when you do our job, you're a weird hybrid. We're not really reporters, although we sometimes act in that role. And by the way, I have what I think is some interesting news coming up about the Sixers potential arena that we'll bring up later this hour. Uh, And we interview people, and we try to have an informed opinion. Sometimes we succeed. But we're not really like other media because the guys who cover the teams don't, can't openly root for them. We do. We're fans, but we're not just like fans because i mean we have to sound somewhat removed from it i don't wear my eagles hat when i host the pregame show down at the stadium i think that would be inappropriate Mm. so we're kind of a hybrid and i think to a professional athlete that's not an easy thing to understand um and here's the other thing people accuse us of trying to stir things up you know you guys are doing that just to get phone calls you guys are saying that to get attention well Yes, guilty. Our job is to get attention and phone calls and people's ears. And you can't do that by being boring, and you can't do that by not having an opinion. Here's an example. Sometimes we'll say something like, this guy stinks. You know, the team needs to trade that bum. And someone will call, and they'll say, well, you know, why don't you guys wait and see how this turns out? Well, you guys should, you know, hold yep. back your My opinion. favorite kind of call, just right. wait and see. Right. We, we can't say, let me think about that. We are a daily litmus test, more or less. We have to have strong opinions every day. That's why people listen. People don't tune us in to say, like, Rob, what do you think? Well, you know, get back to me in September. That's <laughs> It doesn't work. And sometimes we're wrong. Listen, I thought Wentz was going to be a franchise quarterback I for a too. decade. And sometimes our opinions change. I liked Joe Girardi until when I didn't like Joe Girardi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes we're right. I didn't like Ben Simmons from the start. Um, and sometimes that makes us sound delusional. And, yeah, it's callers. There's no question. But it's us. And, uh, again, I listened to the station a little bit this week, and I know some of our, our colleagues were, you know, kind of insulted by that, and I understand it. But, Rob, I'm fine. Yeah, Glenn, I, look, I do a decent amount of final outs, say, on Sunday, meaning oh. every Phillies game, okay? Always, always fun, yeah. Yeah, so I'll come on, and if they played like garbage – I'll lose my mind over it. It, it. You know, if Odubel Herrera misjudges another ball or has a boneheaded base running play, I'm going to call him out and I'm going to go crazy on it because I've been seeing it for years. Okay, but that you know, there might be somebody who calls up and says, "Dude, it's game 81 of 162. Calm down. Let's let it play out." No, I'm reacting in the moment. I'm reacting how I feel. I think I'm representative of how the fan feels at times. You're right. You explained our job perfectly. Like I'm not someone who uses the we and the us like some people do when they're yeah, referring I to the teams. Yeah, I don't I never will I don't call the team ta- we. I n- nor will I. I right? love the team, but I'm not on the team. Same. I'm not but we'll we'll also I got I got into this with Shane Victorino years ago. It's funny you bring him up. We're in the locker, we're in the clubhouse and we're discussing what he was mad at me because I had been critical of the team or whatever. This was around 20 
12, somewhere around there, okay? Uh, and, you know, I'm saying to him, Shane, it's not my job to cheerlead. I don't work for the team. I'm going to call it like I see it. When you play well and the team plays well, I'm going to mention it. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to praise you. When you play poorly, I'm going to call you on the carpet. And we went back and forth pretty good for a while. And to his credit, you know, when we were done, hey, man, I respect you at least talking about it, right? And and mm-hmm. I and we kind of we were both good with it. We got it out. Nobody was hiding from anybody. He didn't try to embarrass me. I didn't try to embarrass him. But I tried to explain to him what we do, right? And you're right. We're not just reporters where we're completely removed. Like, like Ray was incredible, Ray Dinger, for years. Ray was never a radio guy. Right. Ray was always Ray. Correct. Ray which was Ray. made him, he was unique. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he wouldn't lose his mind the way that we do sometimes. However, it's a double-edged sword. We also praise when it's there. Like, I'll give you an example. After that, the, the Toronto series, man, I was feeling really low about the Phillies. Do I feel a lot better now? Yeah, I do. And it's only two games. But it's the ebbs and the flows and the ups and the downs of the way a season goes. And we react. And I've always taken pride as someone who you, you know grew up with these teams, even before I started doing this, Glenn. I, of course, I would root for the teams. But I also wanted someone to tell it to me straight and be real and not just be St. Louis where we're Stepfords and it's okay. You know, just, just mm-hmm. hand me my, my you know poop sandwich i'm going to eat it and be thankful no i'm not going to do that so i'm going to react the same way on the air i'm going to call things out tell you like i see it i'm not going to cover it up because it's the home team but i'm also not going to go the other way and be mr negative guy just to be mr negative guy i'm going to give them love when love's deserved and i think sometimes the players think our job is to root for them therefore they get the impression that we're kind of delusional sometimes when we're all over the place like we are Right, and I don't mind that. I don't. And either. I don't mind that he feels that way. And if somebody says to me, you know, you guys are delusional, I said, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. You know, that's fine. We are. But keep we, in mind, Reddick didn't just leave it at your delusional. He circled back and gave you the. But they're the best there is. He did, and he yeah. loved this city. I really appreciate that, and and that's why I said I I didn't disagree with it with a single thing that that he said. Uh, by the way, good self-censorship on that poop sandwich. <laughs> that was close. Uh, uh, and I think it was a different Michael Taylor that you're talking you're about. You're right. I, 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 yeah. and that, again, uh, my bad. I, I completely right. mis- misjudged uh, No big deal. Yep. Uh, that, that, the one you're talking about, uh, and thanks to our listener, Bill Power, went in the Halliday trade. That's correct. Yeah, with Drebeck. 215-592-9494. John in Maniunk wants to check in. What's going on, John? Glenn and Rob, happy Sunday. What up, Thank John? Thank you, sir. Good. I just uh, noticed, I don't know if it's that big, if you want to go back to the 70s here, but I'm really glad to see that Shake and Bake McBride's going to be put in the Wall of Fame this year. He was a really underrated baseball player at 339 and 77. And if you look back to him and Gary Maddox patrolling the vet outfield, compare that defense to now, it was incredible, you know? I'm happy for him. I think the Phillies overdo it at times with their Wall of Fame, but he is actually worthy, in my opinion, and makes one of the great plays in Philly's history in the NLCS, digging that ball out of the right field corner for the the greatest re, uh, relay throw I've ever seen by Manny Trio. So he deserves love. Bakeman, he was here. I'm quickly looking up. He was here for four and a half. I got hold on. I got one, two, three, four, five. Came over from St. Louis, right? Four and a half years, right? He came over from the Cardinals in the middle of '77. He was a key member of the team that won it, so I give him points for that. I, I'm kind of he's a marginal Wall of Famer. Mm-hmm. I, I think John that the Phillies have really need to cut it back until, and it will be very soon. You can start with the whole wave of you know Rollins and Howard and mm-hmm, Utley and mm-hmm. 
Chooch and Hamels and anybody else from that team, would those be the five you would go with? Am I missing somebody? Victorino. Yeah, Victorino should get some love. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know why. Victorino was meant more for the franchise over the years than Bake McBride. Am I wrong? Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, I think you could make that case. I think it's, I think McBride is is solid, but I think you could make a case for Victorino. I had some really big moments, mm-hmm. Grand Slam. Yeah, I agree with you guys because they're putting Ron Reed into it. I'm like, that's a stretch. Okay, <laughs> but, you know. Come on, that's a stretch. That, that 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 to me, that's where you you don't have to have somebody every year. That's the thing, or yeah. so, or multiple people every year. Yeah, and and they kind of do it. Um, and thanks, John. Great call. I appreciate you starting Thank you, us John. off today. Um, they kind of do it um they tie it to alumni weekend and they sell a lot of tickets and so on i don't know and again it's mixed uh reasons anybody buying tickets like hey it's ron reed uh, no. retirement we gotta go no, no. Uh, i was not here during those days but i worked 21 years with a uh, partner on radio who was here during those years i know where you're going <laughs> who said that ron reed was the most miserable on a team where there were a lot of miserable guys. I was too young to be covering them, but I watched them play. He was not a happy camper, Ron Reed. He was yeah. not a guy who – he was kind of Roland-esque in, in terms of the mope level with, mm-hmm. with sort of an, an edge to him that, that Roland didn't have. And, you know, he was not a real happy guy. Great athlete. He played – I think he played – Basketball. Yeah, hoops for Notre Dame. Yeah. All right, so I just – because I, I want to make sure we don't forget anybody. On the of the guys who played over the last fifteen years on this franchise, right? They already did Halliday, um, which was more of a career gesture, I think, than it was for what he did for the Phillies. Agreed. But I'm I'm not going to argue with hmm. anybody honoring Roy Halliday. I'm, you're not going to get that one from me. Okay, so of that team, just to make sure we're not missing anybody, Howard Rollins, Utley, Hamels. That's the four. Like nobody's locks. They're okay. locks. Uh, and then I would say Chooch, and then I would say Victorino. You give Lidge any love? Um, Perfect year? Yeah. Lidge, to me, is in the Bake McBride category of, like, I don't know, maybe do we really need to? I guess there's nobody left. That's not one. And by the way, I like Brad. As a guy, he's terrific, and as a guest, he's great, and he's a wonderful human being, so I don't mean to in any way criticize him. Because he was so extraordinary that year. Uh Uh-huh. I I would I certainly wouldn't have a beef with it if they decided to honor him. Let me put it to you that way. And if they didn't, I wouldn't be, you know, angry over that either. Yeah, well, so, they don't they don't win that year without him. I think we agree on that. There's nobody nobody else, right? No, Jason I, I mean, Worth. <laughs> Jason Worth will come back. They'll boo him. <laughs> Actually, uh, it was nice though. The one time they honored those guys, he came back. The last time, I mean, um, and it was kind of. I, I think everybody kind of made up. There was a truce. Yes, let's all get over this. It was yeah. nonsense. That the fans were mad at him to begin with. He, I mean, Eric Brunt. Was, you know what? That was the delusion. You've left him off your list, Eric. Who? Brunt. Eric Brunt. I mean, there's hey no man, that's <laughs> one big one big play. That'll do it. Yep. Um, uh, oh, Jason Worth is the example of how we're all delusional. There's yes. no reason for anybody to be upset with Jason Worth, but a lot of people on the station did, a lot of fans did. So that that's the delusional, but you know what? I'll give you an are. example of delusional. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Mike Trout decided to stay loyal to the team. That oh, drafted. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and and all we want is stay loyal to the people who have taken care of you. And, and Mike Trout stays loyal to his team that drafted him instead of coming here. And there were some who uh, ripped Mike Trout for it. That, be loyal that, to his city. Correct. He that, grew up 60 miles away, but nonetheless. That's delusion. Yeah, I agree. Two I think on somebody five. on our station called him not a Philly guy because he decided to stay <laughs> yeah. with the Angels. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I love that. That's delusion. Mm-hmm. Exhibit A. 215-592-9494. Coming up, Rob, interesting developments with the Sixers in terms of their new arena. I'm I'm hearing uh, stuff out there. I want to run some of this by you, see what you think, and we'll talk to the folks. As I said, 215-592-9494. Rob Ellison, Glenn Mack now leading you up to Phillies Marlins this afternoon on 94 WIP. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. He's Rob Ellis. I'm Glenn Macnow, 94, WIP, 215-592-9494. So, Rob, um, I want to run something by you that's been, uh, I've been hearing a little bit. Okay. Um... It is no secret that the Sixers have been studying the idea of building their own arena. That's their intention. They seem to be moving forward to make that happen, I think, sooner as opposed to later. Uh, and I, listen, I get it. They're a tenant at the Wells Fargo. Their lease runs through 2031, and they, they want their own place, mm-hmm. right? They want their own destiny. They want to be able to be landlords rather than renters. It's everybody's dream in life, I suppose, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely, yeah. And that means that a new venue, a new arena, would give them the chance to not only have their own stuff, but they could host concerts and other events. And sure. Uh, Josh Harris is, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Rob, he's a very wealthy man. <laughs> really? I didn't, uh, I, the, the helicopter wasn't a giveaway. He keeps trying to build that Sixers Devils empire, right? He's looking to buy Chelsea and he was, he was trying to buy the Denver Broncos. He was. 
seems to have no geographic base. But uh, his, his base is green. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Make no mistake. Yeah. Sorry, need a sip of coffee there. So, building arena would drive up his franchise value as well, right? It's going to make it worth it would. more. Yeah. Right? And he doesn't, as I said, he doesn't want to be paying rent to anybody. I get it. Um, a couple things. For what it's worth, uh, they, Comcast, um, has done a lot to improve the Wells Fargo Center. It's, it's a pretty good building. Mm-hmm. What's so funny is, I think it's, is it 24 years old? 96, I think. Right, so it's 26 years old. So I guess they had Around the, there. yeah. Okay, 26 years old. And there there is chatter that like, oh, you know, it's too old of a building. The, the half-lives of stadiums and arenas now is so much less than it used to be, right? It's not like the Boston Garden or Wrigley Field where they build this place and it's going to be there for 75 years. Now they build it and 10 years later they're talking about building a new one. Yeah, but, I mean, think about it. When did the Spectrum debut? 67? Yeah. And by 96, we were, you know, even earlier, 94, we were talking about how outdated it was. Yeah, but that's part because the economics changed. And in 96, I don't think everybody realized the key to it all was to have all these luxury boxes true. and stuff. Very true. Uh, and and the Wells Fargo Center was built with that. And again, they've been putting a lot of work into mm-hmm. it. And by the way, there's talk that Comcast is looking to build its own smaller venue somewhere, like 4,000, 5,000 seats for like middle-sized concerts and events. And that'd be kind of cool. That'd be awesome. Right? Uh, I yeah. don't know. Do we have that in this town? What would be that place well, now? I mean, it depends what you lo- how you look at you know, the Met or something. I don't know. Like places like that. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess. Anyway. Um, man, they're not quite that big, but yeah. Right. Um, somebody did a, a push poll a few weeks ago, which is they, they called people up. And, and this was reported by the Billy Penn website, um, which actually does a nice job of covering local news. And I'm not sure who did the poll. I don't. I'm not sure if it was the Sixers or someone else, because it it's not necessarily the Sixers who were asking. But somebody was calling around, calling people in the area, asking a bunch of questions on this issue about the Sixers' new arena, uh, and what people thought, and what people thought of the Sixers, and then and, and Spectacor and all that. No, not Spectacor anymore. Excuse me. Uh, and but the most important question was where people would like to see the arena. And the three options listed in the survey were, um, this is according to the Billy Penn story, Mm -hmm. a nonspecific site in Camden, the Philly Navy Yard in in South Philly, obviously, and the Fashion District former gallery mall in Center City, which like, that's like market between 9th and 12th, more or less, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Not far from where I'm at right now. Not not real far. Yeah. You could walk there. Mm Mm-hmm. That was the poll. Uh, but by all accounts, what I hear is that it's going to be there. It's going to be downtown. It's going to be that Galleria area. That's where they want to build it. That's what it's going to be. And what I hear is that they're going to announce it soon. Oh, really? Yes. That they they will say, and I wish I could put a timetable on soon. So I don't know if it's a couple weeks, a couple months, but I would think – Certainly before the end of the year, maybe before the football season, or I should say maybe before the basketball season, that's their team, that they will say, hey, we've purchased land in Center City, and this is our vision for 2032. And, I mean, it seems so far away, but 
if they're going to do it, it's going to take them. You know, the the legal part of getting the land and the clearances and all that stuff is going to take a long, long time, mm-hmm. right? And that um, <laughs> then you build it, and so it's really like you would think they're going to start soon, and that it'll be it'll be like a huge project, like a three billion dollar project, and it'll include residential, and it'll include parking, and it'll include retail, mm-hmm. and yeah. It'll, all of that stuff. Um, and that they will likely not say they are seeking public funding, or maybe they will They're say, we're, look, we're going to do this, we're not seeking public funding, which is great because people are really tired of that, and the city council reps, particularly down from that area, are never going to support, like, yeah, we'll give you $500 million given <laughs> Philadelphia's economy these days. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Yeah, but you do know, like, eventually roads and infrastructure and stuff, they will get, they'll get some public money. Yeah. So my bottom line question to you, first of all, I, let me ask you a few questions. You have no problem, I assume, with the Sixers splitting from the Flyers or Comcast no. and building. Okay. Don't care okay. about that one bit. Okay. Oh, by the way, that's right. The the 4,000, 5,000-seat um, thing that Comcast is going to do, it's for eSports. That's the number one. Oh, okay. But well, Which That's is blown right. up. There's there's already one on North Broad uh, yeah, yeah. right now as we speak. But Yeah, and thanks. Uh, uh, Tim Furlong, our pal, uh, sent me NBC something. NBC 10. Me Great reporter. Yeah, good guy. And that's right. Mm-hmm. That, I forgot. That, that's it. Delaware's it, They finest. announced it right before the pandemic, and then it kind of got on hold. Okay, yep. that's their deal. The Sixers thing. Is okay. So we and I like I don't doesn't matter to me. And if this city gets another arena, that's fine. Opportunity for more events, and uh, you know if it's a nice place, I'm delighted to go there. Downtown, uh, specifically that part of downtown, um, which is you know there's a lot going on down there. I, I usually go down that part of town to get to Reading Terminal Market. Right. Rob Ellis, are you in? Well, let me back up. Forever for fifty years. It has been that all four teams are located within blocks of each other in that area down in South Philly. This would be the first one to split from the pack. I'm, you're no longer going to be my, my dorm mates. I'm going up there, and I'm going to build down at uh, 9th, 10th, and Market. What do you think? Yeah, you're going off campus. With, with yes, your, that's right. You're off campus your own place. Apartment. Yeah, yes. you're, you're doing your thing. You're, 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 you're a junior now. You can do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have new roommates. I, I'm, and I'm living and they through don't that. Smoke pot at two in the morning. Yeah, I'm right. going through that with my son. As a matter of fact, uh, but that's a whole other story. Um, I don't like it at all. Uh, I don't want any parts of it. Traffic would be a freaking nightmare. Parking would be a nightmare. Uh, no, thank you. I, I like it where it's at. It's convenient. As much as they rob you for parking, you know, for sure. I know there's parking there. Whether it's if I'm going to. Uh, a Sixers game, there you could go to the the Citizens Bank Park, you go to the Link, whatever, or Wells Fargo Park. There, there's parking. I don't want to deal with that, Glenn. It's hard enough to get in and out of the city, even if you're not going to an event. No thanks. Now, what they're going to say is, "Hey, this city has a terrific mass transit system. The Market Street Line, baby, let you off within a block." Mm-hmm. What I say to that is, that's very admirable and that's nice. This is not a big city in terms of how people use mass transit this isn't people in in new york going you know down to madison square garden right this is in chicago where everybody goes is it what's the l center anymore what is it yeah no the l but what's the arena now i forget Uh, to me it's still the united center i agree with you okay right this this city i mean a lot of people take the train and take septa but a lot of people don't and that's not their habit 
Um, and if you try to force them into it, again, it'd be nice if we all did. The world would be greener, but I don't know that that's going to work. And I've always liked, since I moved, I moved to this town in 1987. And one of the things that struck me is I love that all the, those teams are near each other. And not just because I think it's cool, but because, as you said, you can park and it's easy to get there. It's easy to get there from Jersey. Mm -hmm. It's easy to get there. You know, you and I live out off city line Avenue, right? right? You hop on the Schuylkill, you you go in. Mm -hmm. It's easy to get, it's easy to get there from anything. It's the confluence of all of the roads and highways, 76 and 95 and the, and the bridge. It's, it's, People think this town has traffic problems, not remotely. Go to like D.C. Right. Go to New yeah, York. Go, go to, to Boston. Boston. Go to, yeah, right. Go to a bunch of places. Uh, yeah, D.C.'s a nightmare. Oh. Um, but I I know when the Phillies were looking to move downtown for a while, and I think they were looking at an area right around here, I thought it was a bad idea. Um, I, I don't think it's going to help the surrounding economy as much as they're going to say. They're going to say, look, people are going to come in, they'll go to the game, they'll go to the restaurants and bars, it'll be a thriving thing. I don't think so. I don't either. I don't think that's what people tend to do around here. You know, Chickies and Pete's does well down by the stadium, but that's about it. Is there, are there other places that have popped up? No, it just depends. Okay. Well, I mean, you have the, the um, uh, Xfinity the Center right there. I mean, that's that's yeah. Xfinity Live is right there, which does very well with their varying restaurants in there. But yeah, I, I look, I hear you. I the Navy Yard intrigues me more. <laughs> by the way, just allow me to say, I hate that bar. <laughs> I do. I, you don't. You're not a mechanical bull guy, Glenn. <laughs> it's the, it's the worst. It's the worst. Unrelated to anything, that's the worst bar in the city. And trust me, I go to a lot of bars. I got you. Um, well, I guess my dreams of having them carry our beer probably. I guess we're not doing a remote there next week. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, I, I I think for all the reasons I laid out, and for all the reasons where the the locale where that is to me, and you you stated it perfectly from from a trapper's. The other thing is. Look, public transportation doesn't necessarily work for everybody. Older folks, like I, I took my yeah. dad to an Eagles game. I, mm-hmm. God rest his soul, a few years ago. You know, we're going back now, probably ten years. But you know, he, um, it's a pretty decent walk from where you get off at, at Broad and Patterson to walk to the link. And you know, he was an older man at the time, not you know in in great health, and sure. it was it was sure. a battle. Like yeah. it was tough. Yeah, for him. So. Yeah, so we'll see. As I said, uh, a birdie or two told me that this this could be announced soon. Um, they're very excited about it. I understand. Uh, as I got it, it's not locked in stone, but downtown is what is expected now. Mm. And, uh, you know, I mean, the good news is eventually have another arena in town. Uh, the bad news, I guess, that you and I agree on is it's not exactly where we want it to be. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So, there you go. So that's, that's, that. a, that's an interesting little tidbit, though. I hadn't heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see how that plays out. Um, there you go. So we throw that into the mix. If you want to comment on that, we had some good Phillies talk on. Coming up, I need to uh, rat out a friend of mine, a good friend, my best friend, uh, who I spent some time with over the last weeks, who has a uh, eating and drinking habit that, quite frankly, I found vile. <laughs> And I want to see if you agree, and okay. maybe if you have some vile, uh, uh, well, I'm the king. drinking habits of your own. Yeah. Oh yeah, you. Uh, yeah, you I'm, are. Gonna, I'm gonna. You're gonna be so right. turned. Okay. Off. You, all right. Let's uh, let's Oof. let's take the break. We'll all come right. back. We'll do that. We'll take your calls. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four with Rob Ellis. I'm Glenn Mack. Now, 
on 94 WIP. With Rob Ellis, I'm Glenn Mack. Now, let's take a call here, and then i got to uh, uh, talk to you about uh, my friend's weird drinking habit. Joe in Doylestown wants to talk about the potential of a Sixers arena. Hey, Joe. Yes, good morning, uh, gentlemen. I love your show, and uh, it's a pleasure listening to you always. Uh, just Thanks. a comment on the arena. I know it's not finalized, but I agree with you, gentlemen. I think logistically it would be a nightmare. Not only is it not convenient, thinking about the people from uh, coming up from Delaware or Jersey, you don't have main arteries going into the city other than the expressway, and we all know what that can bring, right, mm-hmm. with traffic. But uh, my first thought was crime. I mean, I, I thought, you know, if I'm going into the city even today, I, I question why I'm going and, and logistically how, you know, I set up dinners, et cetera. But uh, just wanted to give that input. I, I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, and, and you know what? Sorry. Once upon a time, Joe, I would tell you that uh, ah, you, you're worried about that more than you should. But right now, I think that's a real, genuine issue and concern with people going into the city. Now, you know, when 20,000 people leave a place at one time, it's less of an issue. But I'm I'm not going to tell right. you you're wrong. I hear you on that, man. Yeah, Thanks. I just think when you go into the major centers, you have the parking there, and you're somewhat protected, isolated, but... Uh, but thank you for your comment. No, yeah, and I think uh, these days, uh, Rob, I worry about that more in the city than I used well, to. Well, it's as bad as it's ever been, yeah. um, for starters. And without, we don't need to get into details there. But uh, it's just, I think of it. A lot of it depends, Glenn, where the parking is. If it's underneath, or you know, how how logistically they work it out in in terms of the concerns for crime. It's but up, it, yeah, it, it's it's. But it's real. I mean, this stuff's yeah. valid for sure. Yep. And that's a big footprint. Boy, is it. Right? I mean, think about the footprint of those buildings downtown with the parking, with everything else. I just wonder how long that would take to, to well, put together. Too. again, the lease expires in 2031, so you got I a little that's time. It. All right, so I got I got my pass. I was up at, uh, in, at uh, Cape Cod at mm-hmm. um, my wife's family's place uh, over the last couple of weeks and had a great time. And one of the nice things is that my kids come in and our cousins come in and my college roommate, who remains my best friends all these years later, uh, comes in and my college roommate uh, we will refer to him as Norton um, uh, I, I get a bunch of beer for everybody so I, you know that's nice night. let's pour a beer have a beer and uh, pours the beer and then he reaches across the table and he grabs a salt shaker and he proceeds to put a very generous amount Oof. of salt in his beer and uh, and I said, what the hell are you doing? And he said, I know it's ridiculous where I grew up. Uh, and by the way, he grew up in like Montrose County, Pennsylvania, like up, up near the New York State border by the po- in the Poconos. He grew mm. up up there. And he said, uh, all, the, all the old guys drank really cheap beer and everybody put salt in it. Um. And I'm thinking this is the most I'm listen, I'm a beer guy, okay? Mm-hmm. And I know I'm a beer snob and I don't want to be a beer snob. But to to me, everybody should drink what they want to drink. And if you want to drink like, you know, a light American lager, go for it. I don't <laughs> care. Drink what you like. Right. But whatever you drink, don't destroy it by putting a teaspoon of salt in your beer. So A, I wanted to run by you. Is this something that you're familiar with? I've never heard this. The the only time salt is introduced with a drink for me is like tequila or maybe uh, Bloody Mary. I, I I don't know what scenario. I've never heard of that ever. And and believe me, uh, you know where I where I grew up, we drank nothing but cheap beer. I mean stuff that would you know peel paint off the wall. And I I don't ever remember salt being introduced. Right. 
Right, and I know there's like a sour or a ghost or something like that. It's going to have like a salty kind of thing to it. Um, the other thing that that I that I guess is that it if you put salt in your beer, it kind of gives it a little bit more of a head. The foam, right? It makes the foam come. Do you want more of a head on your beer? I well, I don't know. I like it, but I I don't know. I you know if you want a, a large foamy head on your beverage, a pinch of salt will do the trick. Most you said that you yeah you actually saw this from TV. So basically. I, I read, I, and I confirmed this online, I had read at one point that uh, on the show Cheers, you know, Norm Peterson is constantly drinking beer. Love George yeah, Wendt. The Loved best. Fan, you know, character. Fantastic character, fantastic actor, fantastic show. But if George Wendt was actually drinking a beer, you know, six, seven, eight, nine percent every single time he was passed the beer on that show, he would be drunk. Yeah. Ten, five, ten minutes in. <laughs> yes, when, so, you're, when you're on TV or on the stage, that's not real alcohol that e- you drink. Yeah. Exactly. So w- what it's what I read was that it was either a non-alcoholic or very low alcohol content, like one, two, maybe three percent beer that they had. They weren't even able to get kegs of, so they would pour the cans into the into the taps or whatever, like they into the kegs and and refill it that way. But the heat from the lights on their set because it was in, in front of a studio audience in indoors lots of lights pointing out them so all the characters were sweating all the time and the heat from the lights would take the head off of this non-alcoholic beer so in order to get that uh, keep a head on it like you were saying Glenn they would put salt in it and so throughout the show however many seasons that was 10 seasons or so George went is sipping what apparently was a disgusting Fake beer and salt concoction. What a great actor! And and didn't even no didn't even make a face character. when he was pounding yeah. those things. Never broke character. Uh, how often okay. on that show does he? You know, always. He, he, well, he was always. He gets always. a beer slid to him, right. and it's gone in three. Yeah, seconds. he could throw him down. Yeah. Like it's always. not just like he was casually sipping to to for the illusion of drinking. He would pound those beers. So I thought my friend Norton drinking, put, putting salt in his beer is like the most vile thing I ever saw. Rob, you, you told me you've done worse. I'm, well, I am, Glenn, a self-professed, awful, picky, ridiculous eater. Like, I'm the worst, okay? I eat like I'm a four-year-old. And people get like literally outraged and angry at some of the stuff that's that I that do. Right. Yes. Yeah, they, they Like things that you won't eat or things won't that you eat have to or the eat. way I go about eating them. I you know, I'm like I Give me an example. Okay. I don't like cheese on my cheesesteak. I like meat and roll and that's it. That's I throw a steak ketchup sandwich, on it. not a cheese I steak. eat a steak sandwich, not a cheesesteak. I don't really? like cheese on my burger. Um I don't like seafood. I put ketchup on sausage. I don't like <laughs> Peanut butter with You're, jelly. I like just what? peanut butter. You are a four-year-old. Yes, I don't my like my God, food touching really? on the plate. Yes, I'm a weirdo. Oh, the peas can't touch it. I used to work with a guy. The peas couldn't touch the potatoes on the plate. Yes, uh, I wow, am. Really? I am bizarro world. I don't like uh, seafood. I mean... You don't like any seafood? No. I live for seafood. No. I ate a lobster roll last week with six ounces of lobster. <laughs> it was phenomenal. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. A little butter on it? Yeah, I'm, I am a stone cold. Like not fish, not shell, no. oysters, clams, Nothing. none of the above? None of the above. Stone cold uh, weirdo. I think between you and I, we like would eat an average person's amount of seafood because I eat twice as much. <laughs> yeah, we'd even each other out. Yeah. I, and I, 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 that, um, it's, it's more food. I don't. All right, I don't, here, I don't here's the weirdest beer. one that I ever did, and, yeah. and I don't do it now. This is when I was a kid. 
when I was a little kid, Rob, most of us grow out of these things. Correct. Not you? Correct. Okay. You do eat like a four-year-old. Yes. When I was a little kid, I didn't like scrambled eggs, but okay. my mother would want me to eat scrambled eggs. And so I loved peanut butter. And so one time when I was a little kid, she put peanut butter on scrambled eggs, and I loved them. And f <laughs> until I was like 25. <laughs> it lasted that long? Uh, it, it lasted till the point where, like, it was too embarrassing to do. Yeah, you know right. What I mean? In public, you just couldn't pull right. it Right. It's like, yeah. what the hell is with it? Yeah. I used to put peanut butter on scrambled eggs. And let me tell you something, it's not bad. That doesn't skeeve me. It's like, I would think about that. It's not a bad combo. Yeah. It melts a little bit. It was nice. All right, I tell you what we'll do. We're, and, and we'll just throw this into the mix. And, and you got to call about something else. But uh, as Moshe is looking for the best caller of the day, if you have a weird eating habit... Or just if you want to comment on my friend putting salt in his beer. And by the way, this were this was nice beer, okay? This was not swill. I would love your opinions on that. Yeah, so he does uh, that note regardless of the beer. It doesn't matter yeah. what he's drinking. He'd, he'd yeah, be drinking he, a Miller like, Light or and it, he would do it. Right. No, it's just instinct. An IPA, okay. It's just like you pour him a beer, he reaches for the salt. I don't even think he th – he didn't even think about it, right? It's Jeez. just when I said, what are you doing? He said, what are you talking about? So I think it's just – it's so ingrained at this point that he doesn't – yeah. Eh. Uh, let's get uh, Joe and Lansdale before the break. Hey, Joe. Hey, how you doing? All right. Uh, question. Uh, I heard you guys uh, talk about Ron Reed and all these guys that are bad guys. Back then, a lot of those guys were bad. I mean, you know, Mike Schmidt – even Mike Schmidt, a lot of times he wouldn't give, give you autographs. It was notorious as a – it was a great team. And I wouldn't hear at the time, Rob, I guess you, mm -hmm. were, you were young, but mm -hmm. you might be able to offer more than I. Among those I know who were around it, and, and Ray's usually my source for these things. Right. It was an extremely talented team that was not a lot of fun to be around. Yeah, it was a surly bunch. It was. <laughs> they were, and, and Schmidt has admitted as much. He wishes he, if he could go back in time, he would have changed the way he approached things with the fans. And you know, yeah. What, and yeah, Bo yeah. was a Bo was feisty. Yeah. You know, you get and him I, on a good day or a bad I, day. I, I, and he's now the nicest guy. True. Yeah, and I met Mike Schmidt when he was a player, and then I met him as a broadcaster, and he's just. Totally two different worlds. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my question is, uh, the Phillies, uh, I was just wondering what kind of trade do you think they're going to make? They're going to get a pitcher? They're going to get a, a guy, uh, another bat? I mean, So we talked about this earlier, and uh, Rob and I each had a different opinion as to what they we think they should do. I would like to see them go for a defensive center fielder, and I like... Uh, and by the way, I got this from Ricky Ricardo. Let me give him full credit yesterday. Michael Taylor of the Royals, I think, would fit the bill. And, okay. Rob, you're going with? I'm going with the starting pitcher with the okay. hope of you're getting Segura and Harper back, which will uh, uh, to alleviate to an extent you know, the, the spotlight that's on center field right now. Mm -hmm. All right. 215-592-9494. We have people want to talk about Phillies trades, uh, Eagles defense, Sixers arena, salt and beer. That's a full agenda. And coming up, it's our Scheib Vintage Sports This Week in Philadelphia Sports History. Uh, and it's a, it's a fun one these, this, uh, this week. We'll be back with that. 215-592-9494. He's Rob Ellis. I'm Glenn Mack now on 94 WIP. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.